There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we've got a great story of revenge against a narc father. But first, maternity leave freakery. Posting on behalf of my wife who's pregnant with our first, yay. She works in a small office for a family firm. The boss of this firm is around 75 has no other interests outside of it, and rules with an iron liver-spotted fist. She was promoted to her current role about a year ago, having been there for about 11 years in total. Excellent work history, etc. She's one of those people that will work extra hours as she takes pride in her work. At the time of her promotion, she was repeatedly asked if she planned on having children, and if so, how many. A few months later, when she told him she was pregnant, he offered no kind words, only asking how long she would be off for. Fast forward a few months, and she decides to have a chat with him about her maternity pay. Will she get the basic minimum or any enhancement? He goes off. He aggressively tells her that this was her decision, that he's incurring costs, and that as she is taking the maximum time off for her baby holiday, she'll get the bare minimum. He tells her that until she goes off, she needs to let him know what she's doing each day. She's the head of finance for freak's sake. Obviously, this is pretty upsetting, and a few days later, she's still dreading going into the office. She's had quite a few cries about it all. However, there is some good news. Her contract states that she's entitled to 60 days full pay if she's off sick. Going off sick at this stage would have very little impact on her maternity leave and pay. We're in the UK and she's at 26 weeks. She goes off sick on Monday, the day her maternity cover is due to start. Screw the handover. She's spoken to everyone else in the office, except for the family. Two have told her that they'll be handing in their notice before she leaves, as they're currently job hunting. The other one updated their CV in office that day. If everyone in the office leaves, I'm not sure how the business functions in the short term. The family employed in the business do nothing. More good news, she's had quite a lot of information that'll be of interest to the HMRC. This includes evidence of abuse of the UK COVID furlough scheme. Big freaking fines for that. She also has a few other grenades to throw around that will interest the tax people. Won't kill the business, but it will be painful. Throw on top of that a case for constructive dismissal and maternity discrimination just for poops and giggles. Oh, and every day the boss goes to the pub for beers and drives home. Anonymous tip to the fuzz incoming. Many thanks for sticking with a long post. Remember that you're only ever a number on a spreadsheet to them? That last little bit is honestly pretty darn true. Unless they do something that makes them stand out as legitimately special and caring, you really are pretty much just another check mark on that spreadsheet. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is the pettiest bus ride. I was riding the bus the other evening. It was standing room only for me. On the seat facing me at the front of our buses, the seats towards the aisle, was a mom and a small child. The kid kept swinging his feet and therefore kicking me in the legs with his wet boots. This was not only annoying, but was getting my pants dirty. I asked the mom to speak with him and she just ignored me. 
Well, that happens. The kid was very excited about pulling the cord for their stop. Mom, I pull it at stop name, right? When I hear that, I pull it? I stared that kid right in the eyes and pulled the cord just before he could. I wasn't even getting off there. He was heartbroken, and the mom gave me a dirty look. I didn't care. As somebody that lives in the States in a place where there isn't much public transport, this story just kept me thinking about those old school trains from like the 1800s where you can actually pull the cord and the train comes to a screeching halt. Though, to be fair, my only recollection of that was from Back to the Future. So, to be honest, I don't know how accurate that really is. Our next story is UK vendor stiffs overseas customers on expensive spirits, but not this time. So many years ago, I had a well-paying job and growing passion for scotch. I collected some rare bottles and bought and sold whiskey online for fun. My go-to at the time was Macallan 18, and most nights I would kick back and relax with two fingers of bliss in a glass. I worked offshore 30 days on and 30 days off, which is somewhat relevant. One day while shopping for a good deal on scotch, I came across the Macallan 18 for something like 160 US dollars a bottle which was a pretty good price back then. Normal was closer to 200. I jumped on it and ordered a full case. Note, I frequently ordered scotch from overseas vendors and even individual collectors. I didn't think much on it until the next time I was home from work and still hadn't received so much as a tracking number. After something like eight to 12 weeks, I tried emailing the vendor and got no response. I tried aggressively emailing the vendor. I tried calling and leaving messages for the vendor. Nothing. So I did what I should have done in the first place, which was research the vendor. And lo and behold, this vendor has a habit of ripping off anyone ordering expensive spirits from anywhere outside of the UK. Tons of stories of people getting ripped off. All the positive reviews were from fellow Brits. I contacted my credit card company, who said they could cancel his payment if he didn't respond to their notice within a certain time frame. That time frame came and went, and then on the day that the credit card company reversed the payment, he shipped the booze. Problem was, he had already missed the date. So, I got my money back, and about four to five months after ordering it, I got a case of scotch free of charge. I kept a few bottles and gave a few away to my brother and best friend. I love that in order for OP to probably not feel too guilty about keeping this expensive scotch for free, they went and handed it out to some other people they knew, probably didn't explain exactly how they got it either, just that it was a free gift. And to be fair, free expensive spirits? Hard to turn down a gift like that. Our next story is dated my ex's ex. This happened 4 years ago, and 15 year old me was an absolute menace to society. I had an ex-boyfriend who was around 2 years older than me at that time. He was 17 and I was 15. He love-bombed me, told me sappy stuff, and of course, what would my 15 year old brain process? Something absolutely stupid like, oh wow, this guy actually loves me, I'm gonna be with him for life. I believed in all of that until the friend group both of us were in started telling me that he'd been cheating on me. The thing is, we were in a long distance relationship because I had strict parents and we lived in different cities. However, the long distance relationship never bothered me until people within our friend circle who went to the same school as him told me that he was cheating on me. In our relationship, he talked a lot of crap about the ex before me and I was dumb enough to hate her until my perfect world crumbled. I was ready to text her and I did, trying to figure out if he lied about a lot of things, which he did. Let's call her Caro. 
Caro and I talked whilst I processed my breakup with the cheater. After I broke up with my ex, I actually had a thing with Caro and she liked me too and we decided that we'd kiss and send a picture of us kissing to the ex and make sure that our friend group talks about our relationship. We heard that he absolutely bawled after hearing it and cried even harder after seeing the picture. Worth it. Me and Caro still have a good friendship and we decided to end our relationship because we preferred being friends. We've been really good friends for four years. No idea what's up with our ex now. If there's anybody that deserves to have some mind games played against them like that, it's definitely a cheater. The way it can feel when you get cheated on like that, I mean all of that just resulting in getting a picture of your two exes kissing is probably light. Some people would probably want to try to end your world after cheating on them. Our next story is, take that ex mother-in-law. After I divorced my ex-husband, I stayed friends with my sister-in-law because we knew each other long before my marriage and didn't let the drama affect our friendship. Anyway, my ex-mother-in-law is the mother-in-law from heck, and she hates me. Tried everything to ruin my life for leaving her son. Anyway, it's been over five years since the divorce, and she's still trying to piss me off from afar. My niece still calls me her aunt, and that pisses off mother-in-law, and the fact that I'm still friends with sister-in-law, and I'm still treated like the aunt. Every year, my niece's school has a fundraiser, and I usually donate $25. I'm not cheap, just poor. I was the first one to donate this morning, and when sister-in-law reached out to thank me, she said within minutes mother-in-law donated $26, an extra dollar to one-up me. She knew it was me because they show the donations and messages to the child on the fundraiser page. So I went back on there and donated another $5 and wrote another message saying, I'm extra, extra proud of you, winky face, smiley face. I hope she sees it and feels compelled to donate more. It's just benefiting my niece more, so go for it, witch. Hey, nothing to lose here. It all goes to a great place. Just a nice aunt supporting their niece. Our next story is, this is not your personal raceway. Years ago, I had some friends that lived on a dead-end street in a small town. They lived closer to the outlet of the street, and up near the dead end lived a family who were fairly indulgent of their son. The son was 20, maybe 22, and had this whatever import car that he absolutely loved. Dude would dump the clutch, turning onto the street and racing from the corner to his house, winding out way too long between the gears. Due to some poor life choices, the son had been thrown out by his girlfriend's parents where he'd been staying, and moved back in with his mom and dad. My friend, he was a cool dude. He was in his 60s then and worked like a dog to support his family that included several special needs kids they fostered. I spent a lot of time up there because, well, he was a friend and we had some shared interests. Besides, they were always celebrating something. Putting up a new fence at his daughter and son-in-law's house? Barbecue. Kid gets into veterinary school? Barbecue. Changing the brakes on your truck? Barbecue. The first few times I visited, you could hear the kid hit the corner and bang the gears as he tore up the street. I look out the window and there's this clapped out looking Civic or whatever zipping up the street. My friend's son-in-law was behind me and said eventually that that dude was going to hurt one of the kids. Pretty much everyone on that street had asked the village to put up speed limit signs, but I guess there was no budget for it. So being the clever sort that he was, my friend managed to get six or eight old road cones from the local VFD. Every day, he would put one out in the middle of the street, and each day the kid would hit the corner, zip up the street, and hit the cones on his way by. That last one though? My friend had filled it with concrete. 
clapped out Civic or whatever or not, it's not going to destroy the car like some folks might hope, but it did tip over and allow the car to ride up on it and get hung up until the wrecker could show up. I mean, we wanted to help, but we just couldn't find any of the jacks that had been in the garage 10 minutes before. Must have loaned them out or something. A week later, the village had gotten some speed limit signs the town had taken down from somewhere, and the kids stopped horse-butting around on that street. I'm not going to advocate for what they did because, you know, it could have gone way worse than just the car being stuck up on the cement traffic cone. But considering the outcome that did come from this, it's probably for the best because most people like that just won't learn until something happens. At least in this case, it was getting stuck on a cement traffic cone and not swerving off and crashing or, God forbid, hitting somebody. This next story is Mailbox Baseball Anyone? My friend lives out on a country road in rural Ohio. Every so often, groups of kids will ride around and smash people's mailboxes with baseball bats usually from the back of a moving pickup truck. My buddy, a welder, got sick and tired of replacing his mailbox, so he exacted his revenge. He built himself an exact replica of one of those little mailboxes you used to see that looked like a farmhouse, painted it to look exactly like the commercially available ones. Only difference, this one was made of quarter-inch thick plate steel, welded to an I-beam post. He put a breakaway at the bottom of the post, for safety's sake in case of a legit car accident, but there was no way this thing was going to budge under some teenager's baseball bat. He figured a few kids would break their bats and learn to leave his property alone. What he didn't figure on was the starting quarterback of the local high school football team breaking both his bat and his arm the very next weekend. What sucks is very often, people who take this kind of revenge still get held liable for whatever reason, even though the beginning and end of the story is somebody was going around smashing mailboxes with a baseball bat. A lot of places have rules and regulations that say you can't reinforce your mailbox like that. It's like, at what point, what can you do? This next story is Thanksgiving Surprise. I'm a bartender in a strip club, and I met a guy who sat with me the whole night. He was promising me all sorts of things, I hear it all the time so it doesn't excite me, gifts, money, you name it. It's my job to seem as interested as possible and like I care. So before the end of the night when his bill came, I sold him a dream back and basically told him what he wanted to hear. It makes it easier, a no ruins everything. I gave him my number and told him we could be friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And talk about what he wanted. I know it's hooking up. I'm not giving it, but I would be able to invite him back to my bar if we were friends. The lights turned on, the clubs closed and he was maxed out on his limit for taking money out on his card. So he cash-apped me the last tip for 20% for his bill. Three weeks later, I see that he asked his bank to dispute the charge. 
and since he did it first, I couldn't do it back to get my proper refund. But I did see that he used his joint account that included his wife's name on the card, so I did a little research and found all of her social media accounts. And before I was going to contact her, I tried to call him just to see if we could settle this, because in the end, I didn't want to try to ruin his marriage, I just wanted my refund, it's almost the holidays. But when I called, it went straight to voicemail. Because he decided to steal from me, I chose to come to his wife as a woman. I sent her the text with his phone number, and he introduced himself by first name, and continued promising items in exchange for something other than conversation. I let her know he tried to cheat on her, and probably had did it before, but I just don't get down like that. I hope he doesn't get a plate to eat. I'll update when the wifey and I finish our convo. Update, she sent me half the money back, I'm grateful, and is a heavily religious woman. They have some children together and she spoke some Bible quotes to me. She didn't say in detail, but said she would handle it. She wasn't happy, but is happy to know because the husband said he didn't know where the charge was from. The wife couldn't link it to the large club purchase. They didn't get that one back, and they never say strip club. Clubs always say like restaurants or miscellaneous, so men can be discreet. The husband also tipped some of the dancers on Cash App too for lap dances that were also disputed. Dancers and bartenders don't get along very well, so I'll never know if they try to solve it. I'm glad the wife didn't tell me to stay away from her man or that he knows where home is. I honestly think most of the money in the account was hers by her reaction, and I believe she'll handle it. Well, I guess going forward, that just means stuff like Cash App just won't be accepted. I will say, though, I agree with everything OP did considering the circumstances and the way they try to totally just cut OP off. Our next story is playing the narc. My narc father has been using my cousins to spy on me, has been taking credit for my mother's achievements and gifts towards me, and withholding what was supposed to be my car from me. I was sick and tired of his behavior, so I decided to get my way with him and my cousins. My goals, one, to disable his spies, two, to make it harder for him to take credit for my mother's achievements and gifts, and to embarrass him, in a way only a narc would get embarrassed by. The revenge, number one, getting rid of the spies. To first find out who exactly the spies were, I used Tyrion's method in Game of Thrones. I told two of them a similar story but changed one or two important details. Father came to me and asked me questions surrounding one of the stories. I never told him any of these directly, so I at least knew which one of my cousins were telling him secrets and personal information. I decided lying to that cousin about obvious things that my parents would know is not possibly true because I would have sent him proof of otherwise without him seeing it as proof. For example, I would tell my cousin that I failed some of my exams to the extent that I wouldn't pass the year. Then when it was time to share my progress report with my parent, you would see that I excelled excellently and other things along those lines. My goal was to get my cousin to stop being his proxy, so he did. Then I found out that he then started using my other cousin. This was more difficult as the first cousin warned him that I was a liar, so he would sift through the lies I would tell him and find a way to get out the truth. He would ask for proof. I wouldn't give it to him, but I figured that he knew a way to tell my dad the truth without going into detail. General things like, she definitely passed the year. So then I just started telling my other cousin nothing. Eventually, my father started using him to emotionally harass me whenever he was angry, but didn't want to show it directly. 
So then I blocked this cousin from my social media and from calling me after he called me, having shouted at me for something I knew only my parent would get angry about. The thing about my cousins is that they were getting paid for getting information on me and truly they needed the money. So getting them off my back also had the effect of them losing their extra source of income. Two, making it harder for him to take credit and embarrassing him. So my father would frequently take credit for my mother's work. They're not together by the way. Whenever he would see me post about gifts my mother had sent me or other things she had done for me, he would lie to everyone and say that he did those things. The other issue, he promised me a car, bought it, and then gave it to his girlfriend and told me that I would get it when he feels that I deserve it. So one day my mother bought a car for me instead because there was truly no hope of me getting the first car. I thought, let me keep this a secret. Knowing that I've identified all the spies he's been using, I decided to post what my mother did on my socials, but exclude him and his people from seeing it and made sure that everyone knew it was her who did it. People congratulated me and my mother. It was really nice. After about a month or so, I heard nothing from him, which was good. The intention was to catch him by surprise. So after another month or so, I finally decided to directly tell him about my car, but I made it seem as if my mother bought it only that week. Everyone was confused. Then one of my relatives told him that I had the car months ago and asked him how he didn't know that. He kept quiet and was so embarrassed everyone started seeing something was wrong with him. Then he started being nice towards me to try to buy me to his side. Didn't fall for that. So I planned another surprise for him, an even bigger one. You see, divorced narcs love competing with their ex-spouse and using their children against them to look like the better, bigger person. It's an insecurity of theirs. So continually putting them in spots where it's obvious that they're lying and upsizing them really hurts their ego and I did that on another occasion. Now his ego is hurt and love bombing me, getting me stuff, trying to buy my love, with the intention of turning me against my mother. Not gonna work, but this revenge has been fun. In addition to being hurt, now he knows none of my secrets. He's left confused about everything. He's spinning and turning and finding every which way to get his way. The subtle torment is hilarious. He's losing control over me and that's the best part of the revenge. I'm just kind of curious if OP comes out to their entire extended family and just blankly says what's going on, are they not going to believe OP? Are they going to think OP's trying to start stuff? Is their entire family just a lot more willing to believe OP's father to the point where OP has to play these shadow background games to expose them? I'm just wondering why OP had to kind of play these puppet master games behind the scenes instead of just calling them out in front of everybody and having it all out there. This next story is so proud his first petty revenge. My hubby just committed his first petty revenge. We go to Burger King once in a while. We hadn't been for several months when we went a couple of days ago. We park, grateful for the unusually available spaces in this tiny private parking lot, buy and enjoy our food coupon lovers, we typically spend 10 to 12 euros on our meals. Back at the car, we see a ticket on our windshield. In the last few months, they changed from unregulated free parking to parking with a parking disc. Since we hadn't used our disc to show what time we arrived, a private company who now manages it had given us a ticket. 29 euros and 90 cents is the fine. 
there's some kind of law or regulation that says private companies like this cannot charge more than 30 euros, hence the lower number. After pursuing possibilities to fight it, he instead does the following, pays the fine, but pays 30 cents over the 29.90, adding a note that it's a tip for the person who wrote the ticket. Now he's looking forward to them either having to find that person or having to return the overpayment. In either case, this ticket will call for some wasted administrative work on the part of the company. One of these days, he may even graduate to malicious compliance. Signed, Proud Wifey. I must reiterate that as an American, I have no idea what a parking disc is. Somebody in the comments attached a picture and it looks like this pocketbook thing with a disc that you can kind of rotate, maybe it kind of rotates on its own, almost like a timer that you set that shows your parking for only a limited amount of time. I probably just sound incredibly American, but it's such a foreign concept to me. That said, our final story of the day is, Bully wanted my food, but it was empty. I have this memory and it made me smile in satisfaction. Back when I was about 12 to 13 years old, I was bullied and my parents didn't know anything about it. My bully would mock me either how I look or my weight or how I am basically. He was known to blabber false stories to other kids in an exaggerated way. For example, we have an assignment to remember what we did on the weekend and he wrote down that he went cruising with his dad in his brand new Lamborghini or saying that he went on an amazing trip. I already knew that this was fishy. I grew up with a brother, though sadly he would bully me too, but I don't want to explain about it. My brother bullcraps every story, like my bully, in an exaggerated way. I didn't do anything, but one of the kids asked his dad and his dad responded with, Oh, bully name is exaggerating. That's not true. We don't have a Lamborghini. None of his stories are real. You can already tell that everyone at school wasn't happy and ordered him to stop his bull. Now, once a year, my class would do an international food. All of us bring in foods from our countries. Now, I mentioned that I'm Swiss, but I'm also very mixed. My mom was from ex-Yugoslavia and my dad is German. So, I decided to make a Croatian dish called Savapici and my favorite Croatian-slash-Serbian soup, bean soup. Those recipes were from my maternal grandmother, and I always loved her cooking. I made it the day before, brought in everything to my school, and my bully said, Ugh, I think you'll bring in something disgusting. I won't try it, and maybe everyone as well won't try it. I rolled my eyes, but I ignored him. The morning went smoothly, and then came lunch. Teachers and students were bringing in their foods, and wouldn't you know it, The bully still criticized my food. I breathe in and out through my nose, but if I was an emoji, I would be the one with smoke coming out of their nose. When my soup and sausages were heated, the heavenly smells hit the noses of each and every student in the classroom, including bully. Petty revenge initiated. Every student stares at my food, and they all ask for the sausage and the soup. It was all gone within minutes. I managed to save some myself aside as I tried some of their food. And lo and behold, Bully approached me. He was staring at the container, not aware that it was empty, and asked, Is there some soup and sausages left? I smirked and showed him the empty container in satisfaction. Nope, everyone got it but you. Didn't you say that my food is disgusting and you didn't want to try it? Why should I give you some? He stared wide-eyed at the empty container and tried to demand to give him some of my food that I left aside. I shook my head 
and showed him that even my plate was empty. He stayed silent and glared at me and tried to complain to the teachers about it, but they said sorry, but it's all gone. The bully was frustrated, and he did bring food from his country, but it wasn't homemade, it was store-bought. I can't remember exactly what he brought, but I didn't want to eat his food after what he said to me. He glared at me when I refused, and I just shrugged and said, I don't want to try it. You bought it store-made and not homemade. The look of disbelief on his face was priceless, while the teachers didn't even hear what I said. Writing it? It still makes me chuckle and laugh about it, and I still remember the look of disbelief and anger he gave me, but can't do anything about it. It was satisfying to see. You know, you would think if there's anything that could cause a bully and the bullied to put their differences aside and come together for a day, it would be food. Food is just such a universal language that almost anybody can get together on. You gotta love that this bully was so committed to trying to keep up their bully act that despite the fact that OP brings in something amazing and delicious, they have to act like they're disgusted and they want nothing to do with OP and their delicious food. It's such a great situation because you have such satisfaction knowing literally everybody else that isn't a bully for no reason get to enjoy this awesome food. And you get to watch this bully sit there and squirm and suffer, wishing that they had the pride to step up and ask earlier for that food before they missed out on it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 